these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Did I just, I think I just had a puberty break there. Did your, did your voice crack a little bit? A little bit. bit. <laughs> I know, I know it's been a while since we've been at this, but, uh, you know, we got to get our, our radio voices back in, back in tune here. Yeah, a little bit of, yeah, been a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, been a long time guys. i'm leaving it in <laughs> and i'm leaving oh, it in it's been a little bit man. it's been about a month since we've recorded jeez we there's been christmas a lot of life new jobs yeah i went out to kentucky a back. much deserved vacation it was a great time it was a great time <laughs> and then we came back and you were settling into a new job and i had a car explode so yep we we took a month off. I'm really sorry, guys. It's been a hell of a January, folks. It, 2021, <laughs> kicking it off right. I heard something really good on a podcast the other day. They were like, you know, everyone's talking a lot of smack about 2021, but it's starting bad. But with a year like 2020, you got to expect a little bit of a hangover. And oh, I was yeah. like, that's really appropriate. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah, just all the craziness there. And then, you know, we're just feeling the after effects now. Yep. But we're happy to be back. We're very happy to be back. We're glad that you are listening and rode with us through our little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, we're Always we're appreciate you guys. Ready for the new year. We have new equipment uh, with the holiday season. We were blessed with the mic. Um, yeah. Thank you, Sarah. That's right. And Family contribution. Let us know how the sound is, if you guys like it better, if you dislike it more. We just want to make it the best quality we can. So help us out. A little bit of quality control. Let us know if this episode sounds weird or it sounds better. If you can't hear me the whole time and my whole topic goes <laughs> to waste, then, you know, just uh, feel free to let us know. That's right. Speaking of topics, Jordan, what are we talking about today? Okay. Today we are talking about the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, fun. And its hauntings. Was this inspired by anything? Yes. By our uh, by our friend's recommendation that we do like older uh, historic Hollywood stories. Okay. Which I was looking into and found a couple, but not a whole lot of like stuff to put together for a full episode, at least some time for this. So I was looking for stuff that is haunted in Hollywood. Came up with this. The, the suggestion from JC, who also suggested the Disneyland and Disney World ghosts, which I really enjoyed. I hope y'all had fun with it, but oh man! So, to to finish out his requests, we have this. And if you guys got any more requests, please hit us up. Hit us up on the Instagram Creepy Campfire Podcast. Hit us up at the Gmail Creepy Campfire Podcast at gmail dot com. And then we do have the voicemail. You can call in at nine one six three five nine nine four four six um and leave us a voicemail it's going to cap you out at about three minutes but if your story goes longer than that just keep calling and pick up where you left off we'll listen to all of them we love all of them yeah and just make sure like if you want us to then leave a way for us to get back to you like yeah uh, leave a way to get back is probably the ideal way and we can we can shoot you a little email let you know how we want to proceed with whatever you've given us. That's right. And please give us permission to, if you want us to use your name on air or if you'd rather be anonymous. Yeah. Just, just however you want us to interact with you. You, yeah. you let us know what's on your terms. Yeah. So tell me about the Roosevelt hotel. 
Okay, Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Between hauntedhouses.com and haunted rooms, um, they provided a lot on Hollywood Roosevelt, which is apparently like pretty much the most haunted hotel in Hollywood is as it stands it's pretty famous like i know the name Mm -hmm. i don't know a ton about it but i at least know the name yeah if not if not the oldest man it's it's been around a long time um speaking of when it when it first opened its doors in 1927 oh man we're almost coming up on a century for that thing that's crazy six years wow uh the hollywood roosevelt hotel cost 2.5 million dollars which would be about 34.1 in today's dollars okay Still surprisingly not that bad, I, I figure. Especially for Hollywood real estate. Anyways. Yeah. Well, uh, that was the era when it was, like, really jumping off. Like, L.A. was L.A., but it wasn't the L.A. we know of it today. It was becoming yeah. L.A. It was in progress. Yeah. And this this has a goes a long way for that. It solidified a lot of people's status. Um, it is, without a shadow of a doubt, L.A.'s most iconic hotel. Uh, the Roosevelt was the site of the first Academy Awards in 1929. Uh, back then the ceremony, the ceremony, ceremony, <laughs> man, we are rusty. The ceremony fell far short of its modern day reputation. Tickets cost $5. It lasted five minutes and they only gave about 13 statues out. Oh, wow. To this day, studios still choose the Roosevelt settings for their movie premieres and A-listers often check in for award season. That is crazy though. Five minutes. Five- That's a... Five bucks Tom, for five Dick, minutes. Harry, come up here. All right, go home. Everybody have a good time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, on, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, well, if 2.5 is worth 34 million today. What was five bucks for them back then? I mean, it's not, that's not chump change. No, not I at suppose. all. So, uh, Hollywood was becoming more and more like a theme park um, at that time. We just getting as fancy as it possibly could. When the Roosevelt, with its long rumored connection to the supernatural, is a huge attraction of its own. Uh, having been a haunt of the Hollywood faithful for the entirety of its existence, it's no surprise that the hotel has been the home of many ghostly sightings. Uh, the Roosevelt is Los Angeles' uh, longest operating hotel, and for good reason. It has played home to many famous and not so famous people, and it's still home to those souls who love it so much they can't pass on by. Well. They're still looking for that $5. For that five bucks, yeah. I paid five bucks for five minutes, guys. Which, by the way, is $75 in today's money. Hey. Thank you, Google. That's not a cheap ticket. No. Especially for the first one, you're like, what is this for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like. It's I didn't like, even see that movie. What's a like movie? a decent <laughs> concert ticket or like a sports ticket. 75 bucks. Yeah, I guess you can get some pretty cute, cheap Kings tickets nowadays, huh? <laughs> Depending on if you go to note for nosebleeds. Oh, I can I can do that for like thirty bucks. Really? Yeah. Golden one going for thirty bucks. Hey, if you go nosebleeds, that's not bad. Yeah, I wonder if seventy five was for like prime time seating, <laughs> or like it's well, the like, five bucks was for like prime time. It's like you can get a front it's row. It's like lower. It's like <laughs> the bottom of the upper deck. Yeah, be seventy five. Mm-hmm. I know way too much about basketball seating and tickets and prices. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys attempted a lot last year, and it was. Uh, yeah we had only worked out so many times four events four or five events that fell through that we had already prepaid for Mm -hmm. you got all the refunds back there Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i know we're still i mean not just outside of the kings we're still waiting on um some of them have just continued to be postponed yeah so they're like we're still going to do it 
in like six months. I was going to say, that's hard to do for a basketball game, though. Like, I understand for um, the Winchester place being, well, kind of. I kind of understand for Winchester. I'm like, it's been a while now, guys. Maybe it should be open now. Either that or maybe I'll just take the refund at this point if you're not. <laughs> I don't know. And I'll, we should re- reach I'll reschedule. Out. Yeah, we should reach out to them because I feel like they have had to have worked a way out. I've to... gotten emails. I've gotten emails from Winchester and they've been like, you know, this certain uh, digital tour is happening, stuff like that, but nothing on the grounds. Hmm. I'm like, well, that's what I'm like. I'm going to go out to San Jose and see you guys. So I paid you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to the, looking forward to hearing back from that. We'll see. Um, so as far as famous people go, um, it's famous for the celebrities who stayed in it during their lifetimes and two very famous actors have never left it. Apparently, even though they have been dead for decades, uh, actors such as Errol Flynn, Shirley Temple, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie are among the dead. No, uh, <laughs> are among its many guests over the years, but it is Marilyn Monroe and Montgomery Clift who are both rumored to still be there. Marilyn Monroe being a, a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cassandra. Huge fan. Well, was a huge fan. Once upon a time. <laughs> Almost. Um, she was a, she, Marilyn Monroe was a resident for two years, pretty much off and on, uh, when she started her modeling career towards the beginning of her getting famous at all. Uh, her first magazine photos were taken at the Roosevelt Hotel poolside. Uh, Montgomery Clift, Clay Clift stayed in a in room 928 for three months in 1952 while filming the movie from here to eternity oh that's why i was like that's a long time <laughs> yeah uh, i know <laughs> yeah just from just you know i'm gonna rent it out uh during this three-month stay at the roosevelt uh he learned his line successfully and practiced his trumpet skills for the hit film um which was a role from here to attorney which was a role he received an academy award nomination for that means it was worth it because, you know, he thoroughly pissed off his neighbors. Oh, yeah. Practicing oh my God. the trumpet in a hotel room. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, people are people are like, you, you can hear kids bouncing on the beds back and mm-hmm. forth next door. It's like, yeah, I, I, no. I'd be calling down to the front desk every night if I was his neighbor. Maybe they were who killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Done with it. It was a good movie, but still. Anyway, so a little bit of history of the manifestations. Um... They, they say when children die in a place when they were with their parents, they sometimes are restless and continue to look for their parents in the last place they saw them alive. A little girl who plays here is potentially still looking for her mother. People who have emotional and physical problems in this world that lead to negative consequences are sometimes restless when they unexpectedly idle and enter the spirit world still wanting a comeback from their issues. Uh, so they seek peace by staying in a place that they had success, reliving these memories so they can try to let go of other failures in their life, which is, I'm glad that they kind of put something in here about that because it's mm-hmm. one of the only places talking about any haunting that we've ever done mm-hmm. that has tried to somewhat explain maybe some of the reasoning behind yeah. these why these people stay. I mean, besides that they might have just, that they may have died there or whatever the case may be, that people will that potentially ghosts can come back and haunt places that they're familiar with that they feel comfortable in potentially like a little ghost vacation home. Yeah. Or that they, you know, or maybe just reliving that part of their life over and over again and whatever kind of phase they're in. I don't know. There's so many things. There's so many things, but they can't (laughs) all be true at the same time. And it drives me nuts. I'm like, I just want to know. There's no conclusive 
thing, and that is why we are able to do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we would still comment on it if it was fact. True. But if we had an answer, we wouldn't really have a whole lot of fun speculation on the side. I don't know. I can think of some factual things that I can speculate a lot with. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, how factual are they? Right. Yeah. You weren't there. You don't know. You don't know. Um, so one such spirit, Marilyn Monroe, was a troubled, unhappy soul while alive and used a lot of sex, pills, and alcohol to ease her deep-seated emotional pain caused by the unfortunate upbringing she experienced in her loveless childhood. Man, they went in on her. They really, like, pulled no bunches. Jeez. What, who, this article is just... If you need an accurate picture of her Marilyn Monroe's early life, there you go. She accidentally overdosed on pills and alcohol and suddenly died, not able to find a way to work out her pain in this world. Man, that's a... Uh, Montgomery Clift was a troubled but talented method actor who fell out of favor with Hollywood because of his addiction to painkillers and alcohol. Who'd have thought? (laughs) Both. Um, (laughs) He first started to use this self-medication method lightly to control his intestinal issues. Hmm. Uh, But he started to use them heavily after his 1958 car accident. This drug use affected his ability to show up for filming and his ability to learn his lines. Where he started to go downhill. Um, he died suddenly, right before he was about to be in a big studio film, Reflections in a Golden Eye, with Elizabeth Taylor, um, who had put her salary up as collateral as a promise that he would be reliable and, a show, and show up for filming. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, he Montgomery accepted a role in the European film The Defector to, prefu- to prove the studio and to Elizabeth that he could be a reliable actor. Sorry, this is I know this is a little bit of a history lesson, guys, but we're going to go... We need a little bit of prefaces about like what their life was because we get a little bit more into how they show up in the oh how the hauntings go down realm. yeah gotcha so it's pertinent uh, restorations of historical buildings can act like an environmental trigger that activate former spirit people who are residents owners employees and guests they're drawn back to the place that they loved while alive this is especially true of spirits who were troubled in life and now are restless as spirits they try to remember the good times as they were. After the first major 1984 restoration slash renovation facelift of the Resident Hotel, spirits started to become very active, uh, ready to move back in with the eager living guests who wished to experience elegance in the history of it. They look for the peace and memories of enjoyment that they had while, while alive there. So to get into some of the ghostly visits themselves... There's a couple. There's a couple that that, uh, that are regulars at this place, including Marilyn Monroe, which is really cool. I would I would love to go and experience that. Would, would you? Would, uh, kinda, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would I would be surprised. Well, I mean, I guess Cassandra would never be down. Her for that. voice is like the perfect creepy ghost voice too. Marilyn it's Monroe, very oh God, whispery, yeah. and Can you imagine her like oh, talking uh, to you from out of a dark corner. I, I would prefer not. Mr. <laughs> President. <laughs> happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah no i just creeped myself the hell out so no you're right wouldn't do it no thanks um (laughs) but i would assume she'd probably not be the most like the least pleasant ghost you'd ever come across i mean i don't expect her to throw me out the window but yeah i don't i don't know if i want the powwow no maybe not not for fun not for fun's sake okay okay so, uh, while many guests of this grand hotel are completely unaware of the ghostly clientele and just enjoy the glorious touch of Hollywood, 
there are quite a few unseen entities happily residing there. Unable to find peace, needed to go to the other side. So back to Montgomery. His restless spirit has come back for an extended stay. He's been active in his old room, 928, and in the hallway outside of his room for quite some time. His apparition has been seen pacing the hallway of the ninth floor. He also practices his trumpet in the hallway. Now he's not even in his room anymore. He's just, he's just walking the hall, walking up and down. There's Louis Armstrong in it. Up. How crazy would that? You go, you go and get a floor or like a room on the ninth floor. As soon as I hear anything like that, I'm like, I'm, I'm picking my head out the door. Where you at? Where you at? Just a disembodied trumpet potentially floating down the hallway. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, maybe. We always say it'd be cool, but who knows what happens when you actually come face to face with it? Yeah, I would want to smack it. <laughs> like you ever just see something sitting on a shelf and you're like, I just want to smack it. It sounds like a like a cat's first inclination. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends on what it is. But like I never do, and I probably wouldn't do that then. But my first would be like, I, I want to smack it. <laughs> if something is floating in midair and I don't know why, or throw something at it, and it's gonna, yeah, I would definitely try to make contact in some sort of way for sure. <laughs> Uh, um, his so Montgomery's um, unseen presence has been felt and experienced in and around room 928 uh, some maids have felt something cold brushed by them while cleaning uh, other maids have felt a presence watching them or felt a presence walking beside them all in and around the room uh, some people have spent the night in his old room and have had experiences sometimes the full sports package of paranormal experiences as they say <laughs> This article's taken a lot of liberties. It's pretty great. <laughs> While her husband slept in the bed, a wife lay in bed reading. Uh, someone gently patted her shoulder. Thinking that it was her husband, she turned to say goodnight, but was startled to see him still asleep. Psychic Peter James decided to spend the night in Montgomery's old room. As he stood in the hallway outside the door, he felt a lot of angry vibes coming from it, and he went to sleep in the bed around 2 a.m. He woke up, felt an unseen presence was lying on top of him, so he couldn't move. He managed to take a deep breath and move his arm back, lifting the weight off of him, and was finally able to go back to sleep. But that is almost in the same vein as your uh, sleep paralysis kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he Um, couldn't move, and I feel like... I don't know how much detail he went into describing it, but I feel like there's a difference between a, like being immobile yeah. and then subtly, suddenly becoming mobile or even gradually becoming mobile and feeling weight on you and feeling that weight disperse off of you. Because mm-hmm. he said he moved his arm and felt the weight move off of him. Yeah. So that's different than like, gradually getting feeling back. Yeah, like having, I mean, obviously he had a little bit more control at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I still, if I was pressing something, pushing something invisible off of me, I would be. Do you feel like this sounds like Montgomery, state. though? Because it sounds like Montgomery just likes to have a little parade down the hall. Not like, hey, I'm going to creepily lay on you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that would be, be some pretty, from from what from what I've read, it, it doesn't seem like he had, you know, any super malicious intent. 
even towards the end of his life, even though he had some of his own personal issues. I don't think he was taking that out on anybody specifically. Yeah. I mean, I get the bad vibes because the bad vibes just could just be his, you know, uh, um, that could be the same feeling as somebody watching you. You could take, you can interpret it in any way. Yeah. You know, just don't lay on me. No. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I wake up and I can't move and I can't figure out why I can't move, then I'm freaking out. Um, so the same gentleman woke up a few hours later after he was able to fall asleep and saw a shadowy apparition of Clift sitting in a chair in the corner of the room, just sitting there and watching him for about 30 minutes. This went on, uh, then it turned, walked out the bathroom, walked toward the bathroom and disappeared. That's so long. 30 minutes to just sit there and look at something that's that's so potentially long. looking back at you. Like I know that's only an episode of an average TV show, but you have something like you have a plot line to follow, and it's easy, and it's supposed to help you disconnect a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is like in like it's like you ever stared at a tree for thirty minutes. It t- it feels like it's forever. It does. You know, like only only with my new. <laughs> Only with the new job have I realized how quick 30 minutes goes, especially when you're talking to somebody on the phone. Because, man, it cuts your day in half. But that's when you're stimulated. This is like... For sure. And, like, when you're in fear mode, usually, like, people can say, like, you know, 15 seconds feels like five minutes. Yeah, it feels like forever, and especially in that. When you're when adrenaline's pumping and stuff yeah. like that. So imagine sitting there staring at a ghostly apparition, shadowy figure in a chair in your room for 30 30 minutes. Yeah, what do you, I mean, are you trying to talk to it? Are you reaching out in any way, shape, or form? Are you just trying to make, like, are you just, are you peeking out from beneath the covers and checking to see if it's still there every so often? I don't know. It's a long time to let something like that linger, though. I mean, like, I guess what do you do? Because you could, like, try to make a run for the door, but you're laying in bed, so it's going to have a jump start on you. Yeah. I guess you just hope you think you're asleep while you watch it and you don't take your eyes off it so you can do something in case it comes toward you but i don't know i mean you've you've gotten closer to that coin kind of experience than i have so yeah i punch at it (laughs) (laughs) that's what i I don't i don't like that ask permission entity consent required (laughs) i did not approve of this meeting (laughs) you're early get out of here um so back to Marilyn. Uh, she stayed at the Roosevelt during a happy time when her moder- modeling career was just taking off. Moddering. The I Hollywood like to Ro- modder on the weekends. Modder, yeah. <laughs> I'm really into America's Top Modder right now. <laughs> modder some Calvin Klein in my spare time. Um, it was So the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel was one of the places that she would visit to try to find some peace in her life. Uh, she apparently is still enjoying her old suite. Uh, it was suite 1200, gladly sharing her space with the living. She still likes to take comfort in her beauty and appeal to things the negative influences in her childhood couldn't take from her. Guests and staff have seen her in mirrors around the hotel. A mirror that used to be in Marilyn's old suite uh, is notorious for reflecting her, uh, as one employee of the hotel would find out. Hmm. Uh, when when that employee was dusting the mirror one day, um, which was at the time hanging in the manager's office, she saw the reflection of a sad blonde woman. Turning around to talk to her, the employee found no one was living there. Yet when she looked back into the mirror, the blonde was still there. 
The mm. mirror is sometimes on display in the lower elevator foyer. Wait, so they parade the mirror around in the hotel? Apparently they move it around. Oh, hey, this is Marilyn's mirror. You can, you can see her if you look at the right time here. <laughs> but does that work in the lobby or only in the room? I don't know. Can you imagine making that part of the itinerary? Like yeah. when you wake up for the day, you're like, hey, we got we to gotta move Marilyn's mirror so that she can... <laughs> So that our newcomers can come and visit. I don't know. And she's like trying to fix my hair and you keep moving my mirror everywhere. Yeah. yeah I'm like wondering what, I mean, I don't know if she's supposed to still be in like one of her iconic dresses or something. I don't know. Look, I'm only, I can't put this mascara on 14 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> you guys quit moving me around. Especially from down, from the lobby up to a room and back, for, back and when forth. When it's 1200, so. Like probably top floor-ish. 12th floor? Yeah. I don't know. That's a long way to go for the physically, well, I don't know. I guess physically disembodied. <laughs> if th- does that make sense? That, that, you don't that need an elevator. You just go down wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah. Just float, float it down. <laughs> um, so uh, getting away from the famous people. There's also the entity of a five-year-old girl uh, named Carolyn who in the early morning hours appears in the main lobby area looking like a real child. She wears jeans with a pink jacket and has her hair tied up in a ponytail. She likes to skip around the lobby singing. Mm. And still freaks out employees there. Well, yeah. (laughs) Receptionists and the like. Carolyn, get, go and get. Can you imagine, like, trying to find, like, meeting a young girl like that and thinking that you got to find her parents or something for her, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden she just disappeared, and you're like, we got to report to your boss, like, we lost a child. <laughs> yeah. How many people have gotten fired over her, you think? Too many. Carolyn, they think she's a nice ghost. She's just causing havoc. Yeah. Causing people their jobs or livelihoods. We're in the time of COVID. Causing trouble in this place of, of wonder and splendor. um in 1992 good year psychic peter james first encountered her in the academy room the the same girl carolyn uh where she told him her name and that she was looking for her mother during a second investigation peter found her in the penthouse library crying worried that her mother may be hurt he comforted her and she disappeared because you know that's how they do they get your attention no thank you no nothing just Bye. Nothing. But that's all we have for Carolyn. Uh, there is a male entity uh, who entertains the living in the Blossom Ballroom. Is it just me or does this phrase male entity sound bad? It does, but I feel like a lot of stuff with male in front of it nowadays <laughs> is probably just has a negative connotation. <laughs> negative connotation. Fair enough. <laughs> just to throw ourselves under the bus. Um, I mean, I feel like we're doing okay. But we're trying. Uh, we're tr- we just, just know that we're always trying. We're just doing. We're doing what we can for the women in our lives. Okay. Uh. So for this gentleman, guests have heard the piano in the Blossom Room, which I really want to go check out. That just seems like that sounds like a fun place to be. Um. They hear a piano there being played while strolling on the mezzanine near the Blossom Ballroom. Uh. When they look over the balcony, they see a man wearing a white suit at the piano who disappears when noticed by the living. So you see him, and then he just vanishes, apparates. Deuces. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> a lot of these places that we end up looking up that are haunted and stuff, like, I don't know if we ever have, I mean, I know that we have 
current plans to go to Winchester. But besides that, I mean, do you ever you ever feel the need to check any of these this stuff out? You know, not really. Maybe just Winchester because that's what it's known for. Well, it's got to be okay. I don't mind it if it's there's something for me to see there beyond a ghost, mm-hmm. like Alcatraz. It's cool. Yeah, but it's supposed to be hella haunted. But it's just kind of a cool place in general. I mean, it's a, a, a jail on an island mm-hmm. in the San Francisco Bay. That's pretty cool. Winchester House has, like, some of the craziest architecture you can find. Yep. So, like, yes, the ghosts are a draw, but there's more to it than just that. And I'm also not staying the night at those places. Mm-hmm. I'm also trying to not go someplace and bring something back. Yeah. So... So which, if there's a little bit more to it than just uh, any potential haunting, yeah. you might go check it out. Which not saying I wouldn't go. Like I go to the Hollywood Roosevelt just because it's like I love old Hollywood, mm-hmm. and you know, you're in Hollywood, so like there's some cool stuff to see, and mm-hmm. there's things like that. But I don't think I would hit up a hotel just because I'm like I don't I won't, won't, I wouldn't want to be just going somewhere and being in like amateur. I guess everyone's an amateur, but ghost mm-hmm. investigator, you know? Yeah. It's how you stir up some stuff that you shouldn't be messing with. Go in it uh, unprepared. Uh-huh. Like the most, the absolute most I would ever do as far as ghost hunting goes is setting down a recorder and being like, okay, talking to that if you want, bye, and like leaving the room. <laughs> and then peace out. Yep, and then coming back maybe the next day and picking it up. <laughs> like that's the most I would do as far as ghost hunting goes. Okay. Yeah, I, I would probably... That's probably about the same level yeah. for me. And I would be praying before I go in and after I've come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I would probably wouldn't go too far either. Um, it's funny. Cause when I was looking into the, the hotel, it's like all of the current stuff like about it and like all the sales pitches and stuff like that. Come stay here. Come check out historic Hollywood. Ooh, get some whiskey all down your face. <laughs> yep. You don't want to waste that either. Just I got a little like side splash. <laughs> <laughs> We're just enjoying a little bit of you know. Is this? Oh, is this? Did you get to dip that one there, or was it another one? No, did, that one. That's so cool. Got to go to the Maker's Mark freaking distillery in Kentucky and check it out. Make your own bottle. It's very pretty. It's dope. Yeah, I was very happy to see that picture. I was like, oh my god, they're having some fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing something good. To round it out, um, we have some random entities enjoying themselves. Uh, Security guards have seen what they thought was a person swimming in the pool on security cameras both very late at night and in the wee hours of the morning uh, when the pool is closed for the living guests. When a guest went in uh, to get this person out of the pool, to get this person out of the pool, there was nobody visible there, which... That's not the best. That's not the best way to phrase that. I mean, you, did you check? Did you check the bottom of the pool? Did you? <laughs> did you go look? Is anyone caught in the filter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you let somebody drown on your watch? What's going on? Uh, this poolside guard communicated on his walkie-talkie to report it, and waved his hands at the camera. However, on the security camera, the other guard saw that the other poolside guard was waving his hands through the apparition's head. Fun. Uh, it had apparently um, been, uh, it had obediently gotten out of the pool and was standing right next to him on the camera. And he was just uh, tapping it. 
just you know in and out of the forehead there it's a big nope it's a whole bag of nope that's uh seeing that, seeing that on the camera i'd be like nope being the guy to know that i was like touching a and here's my resignation and i wish you the best and i'll see y'all later <laughs> deuces get that taken care of and then maybe <laughs> help him move on uh, um follow so, the yellow brick road <laughs> <laughs> so uh the roosevelt hotel spirit people get their chuckles at the expense of other guests from time to time as well um they've had guests randomly locked out of their own rooms uh when their doors were mysteriously locked from the inside uh a maid has been pushed into a closet by an unseen presence before <laughs> montgomery um attempts to film the known haunted places in the hotel have been foiled by unexplainable electrical failure of course and uh entities also often stay in empty rooms they uh, the switchboard will get calls from empty rooms perhaps wanting service hmm. from rooms with nobody checked in which is always good that's awful could you imagine being the person at the front desk just getting buzzed for room service and stuff and well, I mean, I, I mean, I would, again, I have to equate it to what I just started doing. I'm like, if I was getting calls from people that didn't exist <laughs> or maybe that once existed, but shouldn't anymore, potentially. What's, what's creepier? What's creepier? You pick up the phone mm-hmm. and you hear someone talking and they're like, Hey, can you send me up a cheeseburger and fries? And like, <laughs> I'll, I'll let the kitchen know. It's all on the level. And then they send it up there, and they they come back, and they're like, "Hey, no one." And they are well, you go check to see who to charge, and you find out no one's in that room. Mm-hmm. Or you keep getting buzzed at the front desk, and you pick up the phone with no answer, and then you keep continuing to get buzzed, and you're you get pissed at this point, so you go to figure out who's crank calling you, and you find out no one's at the room. I so, would I would prefer the first issue, I suppose, being able to go up and see it immediately because i would hate to be that person at the front desk who's just like what the hell is going on here yeah i think i feel like the no answer is creepier than that's what yeah you 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 build it up a little bit more in your own mind probably that way too true so i mean if you're if you're just sitting there and the thing is continuing to go on it's just like okay it feels like an attack at that point Yeah. yeah something personal because if it's just someone that answers and they're like hey send up a cheese pizza it's it's actually creepier because you had an auditorial thing. An interaction. But I feel like the no answer is creepier because with consistent calls, it feels like something's like gunning for you. Well, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that like first thing, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm sure that they have a registry there that they can check if somebody's in that room or not. But right. Like if you think that somebody maybe got into that room and is like prank calling you from the, from, mm-hmm. from there, I'm like, it would just piss me off at that point too. So I'd get mad probably in that situation first more. And the other one, I would just be more curious and then worried. Have you ever seen anything weird at a hotel or heard anything weird at a hotel? I have. <laughs> I was going to say, I've stayed maybe maybe eight or nine hotels my entire life. Really? That's it? Yeah. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of traveling, unfortunately, yet. Um Plus, Cassie's got a lot of repeat offenders for through Marriott, so we just mm-hmm. we just end up going to the same place. Uh, but not anything noteworthy. Yeah, we were in a hotel in downtown Louisville when I was a junior, junior, senior in high school, mm-hmm. junior senior, and we were there for a FBLA 
conference, which was Future Business Leaders of America. Oh, really? Yeah. You were in on that? Yeah. There was like competitions you can do. Yeah. Um, were you all dressed up in your slacks and your nice dress shirt and tie? I, and I was doing the thing, but we were there and it was me and like four other guys in a room. And the room next to us, like, we just kept hearing the toilet flush all day. And we're like, why is this toilet just continue to flush? Like, it is an aggressive toilet. Like, from like from start to finish? Like, it would stop, and then it would get flushed again, and then just stop, and then get flushed again? Or it right. was just repetitively that's the flushing sound? It, it would be at intermittent times. Okay. Because we thought it was, like, on repeat, mm-hmm. and, like, there was just, like, a plumbing issue. But that was happening. And it was our conjoined room next to us. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have anyone else in our group staying in that room. And we kept hearing things, kept hearing things. And we're like, this is weird. The toilet just keeps going. And then at about midnight, 11, like late-ish, we hear a big commotion over there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's weird. Maybe we should check that out. Because, you know, you've got the conjoining door. Yeah. And we're kids and we're stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. Yeah. And we're like, no, nah, we should. Well, what if something really like bad's in there? And we're like, ah, I don't know. And then we finally, we checked it out. And me and another guy, we opened the conjoining door. For some reason, it wasn't locked. Because, you know, usually they're locked. Yeah. It was if not, it's not. If it's not part of your room, it shouldn't be accessible. Right. Typically. This door was open. We opened the door look in there and we like get like half a step in there mm-hmm. and it's like a total scooby-doo moment where we're like we're literally on top of one another like peeking in yeah and we saw tables overturned we saw the couch flipped backwards what furniture flipped upside and we we're like not not a stitch of clothes or luggage or anything like anyone was actually staying there but the room had been just like somebody came in just was pissed and flipped all the furniture you don't think that it was a vagrant with diarrhea <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not at this hotel. <laughs> Who got mad he wasn't getting service? <laughs> this is the wrong room. Uh, we promptly we were like we we didn't know what it was, so we freaked out because we're like, oh, we heard something and we weren't just hearing things, it was there was an actual cause, so we freaked out, slammed the door back, locked it on our side, and uh didn't sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> Did they ever like go and check it out while you were there? No, no, there oh. was there was no one that like complained or anything. There was no one that came up and checked it. I would hate to be the person who just walks into that room and is like, "What the like hell?" The maid, like the like the the maid the next day uh-huh. and it's like, "What the?" I'm just I'm just supposed to turn the sheets down, not yeah. do all this. Jeez, turn down service. That's what it's called. I'm supposed to remake the build. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was my weird hotel experience you've had a lot of weird experiences man i guess i have i don't think about them all together and then i'm like you know what <laughs> yeah that's another thing this is good for rehash mm-hmm. some <laughs> pull back some uh, some more crazy memories you know yeah i find it almost unfortunate that i haven't experienced as much of that but i'm gonna count myself lucky i suppose <laughs> do that that's why i'm less inclined to go screw with things yeah i'm not gonna go out of my way yeah yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of wraps it for Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, at least for tonight. Um, Will you be checking in? <laughs> I want to go check it out for sure. Like I said, the the sites that I was looking at for like the current the current status of it and it, like it, that place looks beautiful. I check it out. Very Hollywood. I've always wanted to see Hollywood in general. 
Yeah. I mean, I've not really done L.A. Mm-hmm. I just beeline it for Anaheim. I know. We always go for Anaheim. <laughs> um, which is where Disneyland is, if you're unaware. Um, you and Anaheim's should like be at this point. right next door to, to L.A. But I've not done L.A. since I've lived here, and yeah. I, I would I would like to. Dude, I've lived here almost my whole life, and I've, I've not experienced L.A. in, oh, the, in and the way. And Jordan and I are very big food people. As are our wives. Oh, yeah. So if you are L.A. listeners and you know of great food, like hidden honey holes in L.A., let us know, please. We would so greatly appreciate that. Oh, I already know. We're going to get just... I We should be getting inundated with uh, with um, suggestions there because there are so many. There's Oh, yeah. There's immense. I mean, it's a huge city, but... <laughs> I was talking with Cassandra the other day, and I'm like, I just want to take trips and eat places. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to do the th- Like, I'll do a couple touristy things, but I just want to go to cities and eat. As long as you get a nice room, and then you can just enjoy the food and whatever amenities you have there. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a little touristy stuff, depending on where you're at. Well, what's better? Like, you, in my opinion, you never feel more a part of a city than when you go to a foreign city and you sit and their little honey spot of like mm-hmm. a really good bistro that the locals know about yeah or a super good cafe or the local chicken spot and you're just sitting there having a meal and looking around like i feel like that is a really good view of what the city is yeah a lot of places a lot of places that'll end up getting you know put in whatever top 10 lists of certain areas is because they know on top of just having good food or providing good service they are like in tune with whatever their their like close community kind wants, of like yeah. wants from them yeah has like an expectation of even potentially yeah, they're tapping or into something yeah yeah totally they're accessing they're accessing their like local just the resources all around. Mm. I mean, the food, the, whatever food comes from the area, mm-hmm. what the people in the area want. Right. Like, I mean, there are people that go against the grain that way too and, and get big, but it's the ones that people really usually end up wanting mm-hmm. to tell you about is like, this place feels like home to yeah. me in this spot. So yeah. Like the, what you want to tell like family that comes to town, mm-hmm. like, no, you want to go eat here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you can go and get ritzy or you can be comfortable and like still get the the mm-hmm. maybe even more of an experience yeah you know but this isn't a food podcast but all that to say is oh we've it not, certainly could be no. <laughs> <laughs> la is within reach and we've not experienced much of la yeah and this is in la so if you're in the la area and you've not done the roosevelt hotel we likely will eventually and if you have tell us what you've seen tell us your experiences hit us up the phone the email po- like Please leave me all of the places to go to on Instagram. Yeah. And just a reminder, I mean, this was a listener suggestion. Thank you again, JC. Yeah. Um, Two episodes off his recommendation, and I've enjoyed them both. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually, it's kind of inspired me to do a third, but I'll leave y'all hanging on what that might be. Yeah. Um, But it's, yeah, if you have ideas, what you want to hear, let us know. Because just like local restaurants want to curate to their people, we want to curate to you. So, if you have monster legends, ghost legends, mm-hmm. anything you want us to cover, call us, email us, tell us your experiences. Even more, those personal experiences is what we'd love to delve into. That's I mean, because right. that's stuff that we can't even pull off of the internet. You know, mm-hmm. we can't we can't go and research that as you know as in depth as we try to do these. It's 
And we joke and we kid about experiences, but if you come and tell us a story, we're not going to sit here and make fun of you. We're not going to be able, yeah, we're, 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 we take that very seriously, especially me having my own experiences. Yeah. It's not something to be taken lightly. We make light of things because this could get very heavy and very dark real quick. And mm-hmm. it's not, this is not our show. We like to laugh. But just know if you tell us your story, we're not going to laugh at you. We're not going to make fun of you. We're not doing anything at anybody's expense. Not at all. So, But we're not concluding the episode just yet. We have a little nugget for you. Uh, we have another listener shout out that we want to we wanna say. And it's actually a follow-up to our Wisconsin episode. Wisconsin. That was... Renata. Renata, yeah. Yeah, she was going back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thank you, by the way, Renata. We'd love to hear from you. Did I say your name right? Renata, I think so. We're gonna leave that we're gonna leave the last name out just for confidential confidentiality's sake. No, no, she said I could. She even gave me a, a pr- pronunciation. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because uh, you gave me the pronunciation and that made me question myself even more. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now I even more so don't know if I'm saying it right. Um but Renata emailed us um, as a follow-up to our Wisconsin episode. She is a resident of Wisconsin. And she said, I love your Wisconsin stories. I cracked up at the Australia uh, Australia of the North comment. I have to share that our state is one of the two U.S. states you can have a kangaroo without a permit. Which is great to know because I've been looking. <laughs> <laughs> this has resulted in them ex- escaping and wandering the highways. Three have been reported, but there's probably more. Oh, you know we can make an episode off of the ghostly kangaroo. Oh my goodness, <laughs> kangaroo apparitions on the on just, the highways. <laughs> so I I'm from the south, as we all know, because I beat that stick or beat that horse with a stick so many times. And a big joke in this, like in the south, immediately you think of Florida and that there's just gators roaming everywhere. Yeah, swamps. I, I've been there multiple times. You, they are there, but they're not roaming like feral cats. But you do have like gators out frequently, and I just imagine the gator situation in Florida as kangaroos in Wisconsin. <laughs> and I know it's not that severe, but could you just imagine them just roaming around so frequently? Oh, I would love. I mean, that would make my day seeing one of those hop along the street, like hopping along a highway next to me, keeping a, <laughs> almost keeping pace, depending on how fast I'm going. Well, like. Who thinks, you know what, I really want a kangaroo. I got to go to Wisconsin. (laughs) That's that's the place for them. (laughs) Well, yeah, I figure that's probably not usually the first first place in their mind. Again, Australia. But, like, I'm sure it's like, let me do a Google search. Who lets me have them? Oh, Wisconsin? No permit? I'm there. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) if it's one of two states and out out of all of ours, my God. But it just makes me wonder how many places, not just there, but like it makes me think of things like Tiger King mm-hmm. and stuff and wherever they were that let them have, yeah. have the animals and things that people have seen being actual exotic animals that people brought in that shouldn't have them, Mm-mm. that don't care for them well. Some people do. Some people care for them very well. But on the whole, I think it's easy to say most exotic animals that are imported, unless you're at a facility, are not treated well. Are you saying that I can't apply for my for my kangaroo to be my emotional support? No. Kangaroo? <laughs> if I see one more vest. When he hops, it makes me happy. Okay? I, I play a little sound effect. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> you know, Rue from, from Winnie the Pooh? I just... 
Oh god. Oh, but uh, seriously though, I thought I'm like kangaroos in Wisconsin. This is like <laughs> how many things could this have caused stories from? And it's like it it was just a kangaroo. But you can't just leave it as it was just a kangaroo. Like, what do you mean it was just a kangaroo? How did the kangaroo even get here? We need yeah. the whole kangaroo backstory. Y'all ain't really used to marsupials over there. <laughs> you know. Or either. What are they doing in the wintertime? You know they cold. They got little fur. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't got thick fur. Doing up in Wisconsin between there. Oh, my God. That uh, is... How did little... you even get there? Do they, like, box people out and steal their jackets because they're cold dude i was gonna say as long as it's not those i don't know if you've ever seen any videos of those like like jacked ones ridiculously buff kangaroos i'm like who injected you with steroids man that can't be regular that can't be normal there's some animals man that get so huge i had a pit bull try to hump me today no that it was every bit of 120 pounds like it was the most swole Pitbull. He's like sweeping your legs at the same time. He's just like, oh, get, man, get down I'm, here. I'm not kidding. He was like latch onto my leg, and I'm like, oh god, like I almost <laughs> fell down from the weight. And <laughs> animals get swole. <laughs> Again, I have to consent to this, okay? <laughs> consent required. But thank you so much, Renata. If we said your name wrong, I apologize so much. Tell us, and we will fix it on the next episode. Yeah, email us back. We got a regular chain of communication here going. That's so. right. But I just wanted to wanted to throw that out there. I love the follow up to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I just you know let us know just like she did, just like JC suggested episodes. Like we love this. The interaction is so much fun. You guys put it out there. We're gonna we're gonna do it. That's right. So. But we appreciate you guys so much. We appreciate your patience for the winter break. But yeah. just know we are back at it in 2021. Trying to hit trying to hit it strong. Hitting it hard. So until next time, everybody, stay, stay toasty. toasty.